0: I'm having such a great time. Pastor Mamie and I have all, all five grandkids at, at the house. And uh, so it's just been really enjoyable. And my daughter got me this shirt, so I'm excited about wearing it. Oh, oh, overcomer. Yeah, John chapter 16, Jesus says, in this world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. See, that's what we have to hold on to. Correct. That's what we have to hold on to. So, you know, my my daughter is uh, married to John Allen, and he's pastor of Risen Church in Virginia Beach, uh, a really great, young, growing church. He's preaching the word. I wish he was up here, but, you know, he's he's just going after it himself. He's They're madly in love with Jesus. Their children are madly in love with Jesus. This just re- causes our heart as grandparents just to completely rejoice. You know, I was praying with the kids around the, the table outside because that's what you do. But I was reminding them that they are a royal family. And as a royal a member of the royal family, there's things we do and things we don't do. There's a certain way we act and there's a way we don't act. And so as I was praying for wisdom on that very thing for them, Warren steps up and says, oh yeah, that was my memory verse or that was my little thing that they studied this morning. And so he started to explain to me about how Solomon... (laughs) Solomon just, he was becoming king of Israel and how he wanted wisdom, not riches or destruction of his enemies or anything. Don't you think that grandpa was? (laughs) (laughs) It was marvelous, marvelous. So understand, you are royalty. Listen to that. You are royalty right now. You're royalty. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that royal anointing rests on you, okay? Yes. And it lasts forever. It lasts forever. So what we have to do is yield ourselves to the position that Jesus put us in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to have my daughter here, and she didn't know I was going to do this until about five seconds ago. (laughs) But, you know, we have always done a Bible confession. and uh, Then my daughter started picking up on it, and now their church does it too. So what we want to do is, please, I invite my daughter up here to lead us in the Bible confession.
1: <laughs> wow, you guys. Well, I'm so glad to be here with you guys. It Let's is, all stand. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, Oh, you guys stand? Okay, great. Yeah, so y'all can stand. It is so encouraging, honestly, as we were worshiping together, it is so encouraging to be with the body of Christ. Like, it is so awesome that I can leave my home church and come here and worship with people who love Jesus. Like, the body of Christ is so cool. Our King is so awesome. Yes! Um, And we do this Bible confession every week at our church. I got it from my parents. Um, And it's just a way that we remind ourselves of the authority of God's word in our life, that he is ultimate authority, that the Bible is not just some storybook that we get some really great epic stories from. It is the authority. It has the power to change our lives. Um, So if you can, just grab out your Bible, hold it over your head when you got it. It's okay if it glows. And you (laughs) you can repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible.
0: This is my Bible.
1: I am who it says I am. I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. God. I boldly declare declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. receptive. I'm about to receive receive the incorruptible seed seed. of the ever-living Word of God. I will never be the same in Jesus, name. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Yes, oh, praise God. Praise God. Well, if, you, if, you're, <laughs> if your Bible glows, <laughs> and then I do find myself reading the word uh, a lot off of my phone, to tell you the truth, because it has that little light so you can see when it's dark out. But uh, if you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, you should have your Bibles. This is a Bible-believing church. This is, a, this is how you become a disciple. You're supposed to become a disciple. That means you understand. You study the Word. You understand Jesus Himself. You understand Him. You are a disciple of Jesus Christ. We do have extra Bibles back there. If anybody needs one... Uh, Mr. Brewer's back there. He's waving them around, too. Anybody need it? Right down here, Jason. And then when you get that, is there anybody else that needs a Bible? Kathy needs a Bible also. Thank you. When you open that up, if you're first starting off finding things in the Bible, that's how I started. That's how I started. I explained to somebody who was troubled about how God can do anything. And I said, you know, I was reading the Bible, and it says that you can believe God and receive what you need. And he goes, where is that? (laughs) It took me over a day to find it. (laughs) So if you're just starting off, well, that's how everybody starts. You open it up, and you take a look at the table of contents, and I want you to turn to Joel. Joel. Joel is a prophetic book in the Bible. It's found in the Old Testament. I love to hear those pages turn. And so we're going to continue our, our, our messages on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we bring these scriptures up so that you can build your faith up to receive. Because anything you get from God, you, you have to use your faith. Jesus said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. And so, well, do you know what faith is? Trust. There you go. You believe in It's a living trust. You, you put, just like, just like my daughter said, that is the authority that we stand on. That's the authority we stand on. And though the earth fade away, okay, come on. Though the earth fade away, the word, of thank you very much. The word of the Lord stands forever. Now, here's the key. If you have the word in you, you're standing. Yes, hallelujah. I want you to get this in your mind. You're standing here. Everything's taken away and you're just standing. How can you stand? You can stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter what, so we're going to build your faith to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, "Why we're doing this again?" Yeah, oh boy, we're doing this again. You know why? Simply put, is because these are troubled times. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, sure. yeah, and if we and I, I really got a glimpse about how people can just act like nothing's happening. Exactly. Uh, People are just simply, oh no, that's terrible it's happening. Just horrible, horrible. And they go right back to doing their routines. Just like the days of Noah. Just like the foolish virgins. Because, listen folks, the door's going to be shut one time. The Bible declares that God shut the door on the ark. And we read about the 10 virgins in Matthew 24. I think it's 24 or 25. 25. And there's a thing that says, and the door was shut. I don't want any of you to be found on the wrong side of that door. Because Pastor Mamie, Pastor Ben and I, we want to make disciples here. Disciples. That means followers of Jesus Christ. And the reason why we have that little mission statement is to know God. Not know about God, to know God. To know God. And we're going to hit some of the scriptures that... uh, if maybe, this is a plan anyhow, (laughs) that Amanda spoke about. Amanda's my daughter-in-law. Pastor Ben's my son. And it's a joy for Pastor Mamie and I when those kids come and start telling us stories about Jesus. And parents, I'm... It's a big responsibility, isn't it? And it's not easy, is it? But that's something that you're going to have to stand before Jesus and give an account of how you trained your children to know God and to hear from the Holy Spirit. And that's what we want to do. We want you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We want you to be led by the Holy Spirit. There's a scripture. Where did I tell you to go? Joel? Joel. Yeah. Let me find it. You know this. This in. This event that happened, in Afghanistan. Is extremely serious. We've seen some information come from those who were working in the underground church there. It's a Muslim nation but, and Christianity is growing over there unbelievably. It's just the third or the second largest church growing right now. Yeah. But yet in these rural areas that when the Taliban took over they're pulling people out and killing the men and giving their, the women and the young girls as prizes prizes to the warriors. There's Christians involved in that. Our our people. They are our body of Christ. They're they're part of us. And so we have to actually, you know, spend some time not just thinking about them. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. It's a terrible situation very tough situation. And this country here is, is, is moving in a direction that will bring a hatred to Christians. And Jesus said that uh, the whole world will hate you on account of my name. Now think about it. These, these men, these women, these children are being pulled out of their house and executed right there. Now, the key is, folks, is that what is happening there is what we need to be praying for their individual hearts. Yeah. Because Jesus says, if you love your life here in this world, you'll lose your life in eternity. So they need courage to stand and say, you know, go ahead. But yet then there's, there's horrors for the women. And we need to pray for these people. And in the underground church, even as we read in the book of Acts, we find that they are more aware of the Holy Spirit than they are of their circumstances. Okay? Okay. And if you're more aware of the Holy Spirit, you know, we sing a song. My fear is gone. I have this hope eternal. You have this courage. You have this boldness. Not arrogance, boldness when you're facing a barrel of a gun. And here in the United States, what we do, what has happened here is that people read that and see that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, well, what do we have for dinner? Okay, you know, the game's on coming up this and I'm, you know, you, that's how the door gets shut on us, folks. Right. This, is, this is how we are like the days of Noah. Eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. The door's closed. Our hearts don't go in a place where we are praying, interceding for these people. And we have to. Last Wednesday when we prayed, we prayed for these people. The whole time, yeah, hour and a half. But it's a growing church. I wonder how it would be for us can't meet here anymore you can't use your facebook because if you use your facebook then they'll find you and they'll kill you there how would your faith handle it how would you stand what could you do how could you gather together how did the early church do it the early church did it is because they were sensitive to the holy spirit the early church did it because they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And every time you see it, they're speaking in tongues. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And the direction that he gives you, guess what? You need power to do it. He says, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you'll receive power to be my witnesses. Power to be my witnesses. We need power to do the will of God. We need power to be able to put the word just like what Hannah said. This is the final authority. The final authority. Because this is going to last. This book tells you what's happening. It's not a secret. Do you understand the prince of this world has already been judged? Yeah, and do you understand the Bible says greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. But if those are only words to you and they're not a reality in you, you're going to be blown by the wind. When pressure comes, you're going to say, oh, I gave it. That's why you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost so you can have power to be a witness. Yes. You know, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Remember that? Remember what that, that chapter in Hebrews is? 11. Thank you. Chapter 11. Sounds like a disciple over there to me. Huh? So, yep. Let's go, folks. This is what we need to have. Yes. But what was incredible about that, it says some of them, by their faith, defeated enemy armies. Some, by their faith, closed the mouth of lions. Some, by their faith, Received their, their dead by a resurrection. Others were persecuted. says saw it in two. Actual death was Isaiah. They stuffed him in a log and sawed him in two. Others tortured, hiding out. You know, we always want the easy part, don't we? Oh, yeah. oh I want the, where I'm, I'm destroying enemy armies. That's the faith I want. Exactly. But you and I have to understand that faith must stand if you're facing a gun barrel. And you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. You can't do that without knowing Him The greater one who's inside of you. And if you don't know that greater one, I'll give you an opportunity to know him. His name is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus Christ. He's alive and well. He was here. He is here now. He's teaching you right now. He's speaking to your hearts right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. It's almost like we are begging you. Don't be like a refrigerator. Have a heart, heart that's receptive to God no matter what. This isn't Burger King. <laughs> exactly. You cannot have it your way. And people pray, give me more of you, Lord. I want more of you. I want more of you. That's the wrong prayer. The prayer is, I give you more of me. Do you understand that? I give you more of me. Meaning I surrender my way to you. I'm going to stop doing my way. Be able to do that. You need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When you're reading the word, you you can't just read the word. You have to ask the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the church, teach me. Rearrange. Rearrange. Put me lower. And I want to exalt you. Amen? It's so, so important. Because I'll tell you right now, the people that are in the underground church in Afghanistan are yielding to the Holy Spirit like they've never yielded to the Holy Spirit. Because now, it has to be secret. Just like in Iran, That's the church in Iran is growing like crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Men and women get up who are married. They get up in the morning. They... Kiss and they say I, I I might see you tonight. Because the, the women are really doing it, the, the women are evangelizing that whole nation. They're able to go out and get the, and people are accepting Jesus Christ because they're they've never experienced the love of God. But as those people go out, that could be the end of their life. How are we doing? I don't think we're doing very good in America. I think we're pretty easy. I've got a cushion on my chair. Got the air conditioning going. It's great, and it's a huge blessing, and you should not feel guilty for living in America. However, we need to get focused and do the right things. It's no time to play church anymore. I come. Like, um, yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. No, no, no. The closer you get to God, the more you see how corrupt you really are. That's a watchman need insight. Because you see his holiness And when that light shines, it reveals what you got. (laughs) And let's face it, we're all selfish. We really are. Self-centered. I hate to say it, but it's true. However, I'm getting better at it because God keeps showing me stuff. See, this is the Holy Ghost working on you. He's he's not pointing out problems with you or with me just to just to make you feel bad. You're royalty, remember? Royalty acts a certain way. (laughs) Hmm. You're invited into the very throne room of God. You know, there's a scripture that says, "Don't come empty-handed." That's not an offering teaching, but it would fit. <laughs> it would be a good one. <laughs> Don't come empty-handed. And then you might say, well, what do I have to give? All of you. All of you. And that's a process. This is just like I said, just like Watchman Nee said, the closer you get to God, the more you see your faults, and the more you see your failures, the more you see the corruptness of yourself even though I'm born again. Even though I'm born again. We're in a serious time. A very serious time. When this all started, this uh, COVID started, I was with Jason Brewer, and uh, he was just doing the punch list on the house he sold on Broad Street, and it had a nice little backyard with a balcony on the second floor, and I'm out on that balcony, and I'm yielding to the Holy Ghost, and Jason saw that I was disturbed, and he he comes up, what's going on? There's a big change coming. We're in the we're in the change. This time is different. We're not going back to where lukewarm can get us by. God's refining the church. And you need to be refined. Thank you, John. I need to refine. I'm not there, folks. You know, we're flawed. However,. We're, we're yielding our hearts to the Holy Spirit and on that journey then there's pieces of parts that get thrown away you know how it is, sometimes you know it's amazing you just start growing spiritually it's like wow and then you reach a plateau and everything just seems to Jesus, it's a struggle now jeez it's a struggle now Most people quit right there, by the way. Yeah. But what the Holy Spirit is doing is pretty much he's showing you something that now you have to release. You have to change. There's the plateau. You can plateau all your life. You can be a Christian and miss, I mean, one day you'll be in heaven with Jesus Christ. However, you can miss the entire purpose of your life completely. Still go to heaven, but just simply ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Don't pick this book up. Don't read it. Don't do it. Don't pray about it to come to church on Sunday. You know, there's a, in 2 Kings, uh, the king, and this is important, the king sent his uh, servants to go to somebody else to find out, am I gonna recover from this or not? And Elijah interrupted them. And so say, go back to the king and say, is there no God in Israel? You have to go to Baal to find out what's going on. See, this is what we do sometimes as Christians. We, we, what, do you, what do you think? I'm, giving you, I'm dumping my story on you. You know what? I mean, counsel is good. Do you hear me? But if you don't go to God and do what he asks, you're just looking for somebody who's going to agree with you, and then now you feel better. God's not here just to make you feel better. <laughs> there's a joy in obeying God. There really is. And, and there's a, a a release when you actually let go of the things that are holding you back. There's a... a spiritual lightness I guess it's hard for me to describe but you know you're supposed to be walking in the spirit and you're supposed to be understanding these things what would I say Joel? <laughs> you know <laughs> I'll get there Thank you, Holy spirit. there's there's I'm going back here to give you another example of of following God, walking with Jesus, being led by the Holy Spirit, allowing him to rule your life. We're talking, of course, our family talks about the things of God, among other things, but Hannah said this, which is very important because we are talking about What's happening with the Taliban? We're talking about persecution. She said, "If my kids are going to live during a time of persecution, they are going to have a Heidelberg Catechism, Heidelberg Catechism, memorized. Just the first question and the answer. See, did you see the preparation?" Do you see the preparation that she's presenting to her kids? Not tell them you're going to be persecuted. Why don't you read it? Here, stand up here, darling.
1: Okay, Um, it's just the first question because it's really long, but the first question is, um, and it's my lock screen on my phone, so I can try to memorize it myself. Um, What is your only comfort in life and in death? And the answer is that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him.
0: Thank you. How old is Asher? Seven. Seven. And Adriel, 7, 5, and 3. 7, 5, and 3. 7, 5, and 3. She's putting that into them right now. Okay? Now, some of us have, uh, you know, that has passed, that age group, but you can start right now. You, you and I, as parents, are going to stand before Jesus about the way we raised our kid and what we did with it. And did you read the Deuteronomy? Read the book of Deuteronomy. What is a parent supposed to do? parent is not supposed to send them off to school. parent is supposed to teach them. Teach them the ways of God. You need to teach them about Jesus and the love he has for them and what he did for them so that they can become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Suppose in that time period they are persecuted and that church goes underground. Now, we've heard stories about the church in China. They all just started to be led, and they all just happened to come to one place to have church. Nobody knew where it was supposed to be, but the Holy Spirit gathered them all. Could we be that sensitive to Him? Yes, we can. You know, spiritual growth is a process. It's a process. You've got to start where you are. (laughs) That means table of contents. Where is Joel? Uh, Joel, 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 Joel. You've got to start where you are. And you cannot be embarrassed where you are. You start there. Praise God. I'm proud of you to start there. And we will help you in every way we can. But we'll point it right back to Jesus, right back to his word, right to the word. But we, this is good. I'll try to find this. The only way we're going to be successful, the only way we're going to be successful is if we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that we are guided by the Holy Spirit. That we obey his voice. We need to train our spirit. You're a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Got it? That's what the Bible declares. When they say heart. He's meaning the center of. Which is your spirit. Okay. Now your soul and spirit. Can only be divided by the word of God. Because it's. It's where you... And who's responsible for training your spirit? You guys are. But there's a burden placed on the pastoral group of this church to help you, to teach you, to reveal to you, to feed you. And we take it serious. But it ultimately is your responsibility Just like it is your responsibility to teach your children. Got a great kids program back there. I wish I had it when I was growing up. Dang! But I didn't. I think we had felt boards too. Here's Jesus. Here's these little lambs. Now they get it on TV. It's like, oh yeah, cool. But it's your responsibility to grow it's your responsibility to cause your spirit to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost could be moving on you and you never know it. He talks more than you think. Yes. Does. I want to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Joel. Yes. Joel chapter 3, verse 14. I'm glad you're there. This is awesome. I'm excited about it. Joel 3:14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Yeah, you know, the three Joel three fourteen. Didn't I say that? I'm sorry guys. You now you have to look at that. I mean when you look at it in the word, this is how you do it, this is how you read. You look at that. You look at that. You think about that multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Well, I think he's talking about me. Do I want the Holy Spirit or not? Do I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost or not? Well, let me decide. Those people in Afghanistan do. See, we think we have a choice, and we do. But see, we belong to a kingdom. A kingdom. And the king's word is law. There's no debate. There's no votes. It's a kingdom filled with love, joy, peace, and righteousness. That kingdom is coming to this earth. Thank you, Jesus is right. And you know... These people in Afghanistan who know God, find their purpose in God, are experiencing more life than you and I sometimes. True life. Remember what Jesus said? I have food that you don't know of. Then he said, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That should be you and I also. Honestly, there is a quickening in your spirit when you obey God. There's a quickening in your spirit when you do what he's asked you to do. Exactly. That's what I said. It's, there's a lightness to that to being obedient to God. We must become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and it's a decision. It's a decision. Do I do I? Honestly, you have no choice, exactly. because in Acts chapter one, Jesus commanded, mm, commanded his disciples, commanded. That's a strong word, isn't it? Commanded. Does that mean you have a choice? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, yes, not really. However, people do it all the time. Ooh. See, if you don't listen to your heart, your heart, your heart, that's your spirit, man. What is the voice of your spirit? Your conscience. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, oh, it sounds like me. Well, it's because your Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit and your spirit is speaking to your soul. This is how this all works. That's living in the spirit and we are told to live in the spirit. Jesus said, walk in the spirit as I'm in the spirit. Walk in the light as I'm in the light. Be ye perfect for our God is perfect. Tall order. Oh, oh. You think it's gonna be a big burden to obey God. Jesus says, My burden's light. My yoke is easy. What's 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 being What's being a burden is that you refuse to crucify your flesh. I gotta figure that out. Everybody has to figure that out. Because the voice of your flesh talks louder than the spirit. And you are, you are commanded, you are responsible for training your spirit. That, you know, you, let me see if I have that scripture. Valley of decision. That should hang over you. 1 Corinthians 6 says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means this body is actually a temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in you. Intertwined with your spirit. And so we have to be more sensitive to Him because if we are intertwined with the Holy Ghost, then we can get the answers we need. Now, when we talk about this, we all think victory oh ho, ho, ho. There's suffering involved with being a Christian. Yes. Okay. Nobody likes to hear that. But if you think it's all uh, just floating down the river in an inner tube sipping iced tea you got the wrong idea of Christianity. Listen look think about don't leave our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan in your mind they're still there. And then you have to evaluate a decision how would I do under those circumstances lord Hmm. What would I do? Would I betray my other Christian brothers and tell everybody where they are? Um, you know, don't don't kid yourself. These people are being tortured. The world has changed, folks, and we're in a We're in a troubling time, and if we're not aware of that, it's going to be like the days of Noah. We're not going to know. We're going to think, "Oh, yeah, the game's on." You know, I still have to go to work and all this, and pay the bills and this and that. Well, you you have to do that, but if if you're in the value decision, you have to decide what is valuable. What is my life? about valley of decision do i want the holy ghost or not i'm satisfied we a man i don't have to do anything else we have to train our human spirit folks to be sensitive to the holy ghost Being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and evidence of speaking in tongues helps you understand things. I always read the Word of God. I I read it. Somebody once told me, he said, why don't you read something that will help your mind? (laughs) That person came around, praise God. However, when I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, Spoken tongues, that word of God came alive to me and it was printed in my heart because He says, My laws and my precepts I will write on your heart and on your mind. That's yielding yourself to the Holy Ghost. Do you think those guys in Afghanistan need that now? They might not get Bibles, folks. And all they have is what they've remembered. Turn to Psalms. There's no way I'm getting done with this. Wow. Everybody go to Psalm 18. a serious time that's for sure and you have to make a quality decision that you're going to read the word and obey it you have to do that because God's word is established and will be forever Psalm eighteen twenty-eight. We have to develop our spirit so we can be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has told us answers that we just didn't like. Don't we all know that? We do know that. And we try to dial a different number. (laughs) Boy, you can tell I'm old. Dial. (laughs) They used to be on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> verse 18 for you light my lamp or yeah psalm eighteen twenty-eight. thank you pastor maybe did you read my notes <laughs> did you read my notes oh okay it says for you god he's thinking to god you light my lamp the lord illumines my darkness Isn't that awesome? That's incredible. That's amazing. What confidence that brings. Huh? What confidence that brings. Too many people just read past that. They don't sit on it. They don't mull it over. Oh, Lord, what a blessing. They don't feed on that. Now to Proverbs 20. I was going to light your lamp? How is he going to illuminate your darkness? The Bible declares God is the spirit. He says he's looking for those who worship him in spirit and truth. So the spirit, your spirit has a lot to do with this, huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 Everything is right. Jesus said my words are... Spirit and truth. Yes, thank you. There are some disciples in here, praise God. Amen. Proverbs twenty twenty seven. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Here's the big clue. I'm not going to get to Romans 8. I just noticed the time. God is asking this church to start to live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, respond in the Spirit. There's a place where Paul said, I put childish things away. God wants us to mature and grow. If we're yielded to the Holy Ghost, that means you and I are making that connection with him. And we have a promise, he'll light my darkness. But you have to recognize you are a spirit being, and this is how God speaks to you. Your inner man, the hidden man of the heart. This is where we have to start to become very conscious of the spirit realm. If you start to say, I'm a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body, you start to say that, then all of a sudden things are going to be a little clearer. So you need to put your spirit above your flesh, even above your intellect. And when we do that, our connection with God, our communication with God, is going to be clearer. Yeah, and stronger. And when we do that, we can become those disciples that will go into the harvest and tell others. Just like they're doing in Afghanistan. Just like they're doing in Iran. See, the Bible declares that you have fallen behind in no good gift your royal, your royalty. Jesus made you that way. And to get working in the harvest field, you and I have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You must train your spirit or fall behind. If you don't have strength of spirit, it's real possible you'll deny Christ. If you don't have strength of spirit, it's real possible that you could be one of those that Jesus said in a house, there'll be five against two, two against three, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. Do you understand that? The only thing that's stopping you from doing that is uh, strength of spirit. I want all of us to be strong in spirit. Pastor Mamie, Pastor Ben, we give our life for this. We give our life for you. Let's bow our heads. a good time just to yield your heart that sweet presence of the Holy Spirit is, is never left he, he's right here and how the Holy Spirit works is like Jesus said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water that's the Holy Spirit sometimes the river is fast and rough other times it's very slow we have to determine what the Holy Spirit is doing so that we can understand how and the direction we take. And this morning it was a sweet spirit that fell in here. Really, I wish the praise and worship went longer and longer and longer. (laughs) Father, we worship you. We're seeing some things, Lord, that You've, you've placed us in a time period that is difficult, more difficult for some than others. We pray for our brothers and sisters in these difficult situations. We ask that you would strengthen them in their inner man. We ask that you would give them words to speak. We ask that their witness, even against the tormentors, Lord, would be so powerful that they would turn to Jesus. We admire the courage of these people, Lord. We pray for their strength. And I know how you have it, Lord. You're, you're very organized, and we pray for the hidden parts that are working in these countries Lord we pray that they keep secret away from the authorities and that you flood each one of these people with your light I pray Lord that those who are in jail and being tormented tortured I ask you right now that your presence fall upon them Lord and give them hope hope of the eternal kingdom that you're bringing. And I pray for this congregation right now and everybody listening online. I pray that their spirit, man, must rule. That they would recognize that this is how you speak to us. You speak to us, spirit to spirit. I pray when these people read the word, Lord, the Holy Ghost, teach them in a strong way. I pray that you would increase the anointing on their lives. I ask that you double the anointing on their lives. We worship you, Lord. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, I'm asking you: Do you want to? Are you gonna walk with Him? He is the king of kings and lord of lords if that's you and you want to accept Jesus as your lord and savior I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so I can see it